Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. We're into week 29 and hot on the heels last week, Jono, of being joined. And if if anyone hasn't heard last week's um, edition of the UK Consult, they definitely should because we had Chloe Juliet from Ipsos Morion. And it's a bit of a coincidence, actually, because... We released that edition with Chloe Juliet last Friday. Part of that discussion, we we talked about things like substantial meals and scotch eggs and things like that. By Sunday, there were reports released showing a huge surge in scotch egg sales. Now, that's obviously, surely that must be as a result of the wide listenership to the UK consult, don't you think? It can only be that. (laughs) And it got me to thinking as well, given that kind of impact that we've got, should we look at some sort of advertising sponsor for next year? Well, we haven't been approached already. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been we've been approached, but not by people that I think would represent the Bang the Table brand in the correct manner. And no. um, so I had a couple of thoughts around the UK Consult sponsored by Frey Bentos or Ginsters or Ginsters or however you yes. say something like that. Yeah. Or what sits because we've mentioned them a few times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but not in a positive light. Oh well, they, yeah, but they might bribe us. They might pay us to say good things about them, which which we wouldn't do as podcast professionals. We're beyond that. We're way beyond that. I won't be giving them a grovelling apology for no. reducing the size of of the crisps. No way. We, we are not going to fall into the murky waters of. Uh, influencer marketing are we no no I'll, I'll allow them to sponsor us and we'll obviously yeah. take all of the revenue that and, and delight that comes with that but i'm not going to change my stance on it and no. i actually backed up as well because on the back of that podcast with with chloe we then ran a twitter poll around the reducing size of what's and it was pretty impressive in terms of the outcome so it was a huge response rate wasn't it it was in the in the teens, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was over double figures. It's a massive sample of opinion from the I public. I mean, if the, if this was like a um, an advert for uh, shampoo or uh, uh, age reduction, not reduction. What's it? Age like age? What are they called? <laughs> you know, creams. What are they called? You put this cream on your face, you literally lose ten years. Yeah, that sort of thing, moisturisers. I mean, that you know, they always say like 97% of people agreed. I was like, oh, that's good. But, yeah. You know, but we spoke to 30 people. So our polls are pretty valid. Yeah, and also it's really transparent in terms of the engagement strategy we took. We didn't just discuss it, you, me and Chloe, and say, look, I'm grumpy about what's it shrinking. Um, and that's it. That's the end of the argument. We consulted with the whole of the Twitter sphere on the same subject to verify that those thoughts, you know, my reasons for being grumpy were actually justified. So we put it out there to the public, have what's it shrunk and therefore are giant what's it simply normal what's it from years ago. And of those tens of <laughs> responses, no one said no. Um, 77% of people said yes. 
And then there were 23% of people who said they were unsure. But also then I would like to use some more engagement tools, discussion forums, ideas boards, mapping tools, stories, to try and drill down into those 23%. Now, was it that they were unsure because they haven't had any WhatsApps recently, for example, therefore they just don't know? I mean, I think, Elton, I, I think you've gotten onto something here because you know you've got your own personal demo site. Yeah. Oh, sorry for that noise in the background. That was that was Betty, who's a chocolate Labrador, who likes doing impressions of Paddington when he says his name in Paddington language. Oh, so, brilliant. Yeah. Don't know why she does that. Sometimes she does it at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was going to say was your site, your own personal engagement HQ site, you need to start using that to drill down into some of these Twitter polls yeah and put it out there a little bit yeah. more yeah yeah and then i can i can put it out on twitter here's a link to my discussion forum so we can talk yes. about it in more detail and yeah. open it up find yeah. out more because i don't know what's driving um the 23 percent. i don't no. know yeah no idea at all all i can just see is those dry statistics as a result and i want to then evolve an engagement strategy over that to find out yeah. more about it then i can feed back whether it's on Twitter or anywhere else, and say, okay, this is what's driving these responses. Yeah, and then your site could become like the home for um, deliberation and discussion and discussion of topical issues in depth for the whole of the country. So people will stop listening to like LDC um, yeah. and, and other, other uh, um, phone-in radio stations are available. Um, they might just visit your site and say, well, I know where the real conversation takes place. It's on our Elton, yeah. Dad, our Elton Dado's Engagement HQ demo site. Yeah, that's where, the, that's where the action happens around really important issues around size of confectionery. Yeah. Someone else commented and said, oh, it was actually Anna from Traverse, who was a previous special guest of ours as well. And she said, shout out, shout out, shout out. Shout out to Anna. And she, she commented on that and said, well, I had a Kit Kat Chunky the other week and it wasn't chunky. Oh, Oh, that makes these are the issues of the day. They are. Yeah, all of the burden undermines it undermines people's trust in everything, <laughs> and it can't be allowed to happen. No, make a stand, Elton. Make a stand. Now our listeners can't see you, obviously, because it's a, a podcast. But you're wearing quite an interesting bit of headgear. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, as it's Christmassy, um, I thought I'd put on my. Um, well, how would you describe them? There's, uh, it's like a headband with two, um, well, just broken it, with two Father Christmas hats on. Very nice. Oh, it's almost like a little antlers thing. With little, yeah. yeah. Because as you know, and as I think you need to point out to our listeners, this is the special birthday edition of the podcast. It is, yeah. Um, and normally we're not allowed to start Christmas in the Bradley household until after my birthday. But this year because of COVID-19 restrictions and to bring a bit of light into our lives, um, we've started early. Oh, well, honestly, we didn't prepare anything for this, but that's going to segue into my tune of the week. Oh. But also, you extended that ban beyond just your household around celebrating Christmas before your birthday because you actually banned um, all of the UK team from doing the same, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's leadership. That is leadership for you, though. That's leadership for you. It's not dictatorship. It's leadership. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, my Charlie's tune of the week this week. And I was thinking, look, we need to spread a little bit more love around. 
you know, we're getting into the Christmas spirit. And it was genuinely the Stone Roses love spreads. So there you go. That is a tune, a tune and a half. Tune and a half. And it segued nicely from what you were saying about that as well. So what have you been listening to? I haven't got a tune. I've got a playlist. And it's called The Daily Wellness on Spotify. And I thought for these difficult times, it's a mix of music and wellness to guide you through your en- entire day. Oh, so we were both coming at it from a similar angle around yeah. wanting to spread a bit more love and well-being. Yeah. 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 So it starts off with a, a bit, you know, sort of a bit of sort of like, you know, mindfulness and be gentle to yourself sort of thing going on. And then, it, and then it's mixed in with some uh, back to the music. And you've got a Young Hearts Run Free. Candy Staten, uh, but then it jumps from that into Frankie Knuckles, uh, <laughs> Your Love. So it's a real blend of uh, sort of like, you know, wellness uh, wellness tunes. Does it finish off with a little bit of thrash metal or does it just stay, uh, stay quite? I've, I've just scrolled like... down hard a lot. Uh, <laughs> who have we got down there? Back to uh, Diana Ross, uh, uh, The Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a real mix. Daily yeah, Wellness. Other up. other um, pod, podcast um, playlists are available on Spotify. <laughs> but this, but this one, no, no, this can go in the blurb. Yeah, we'll put all of that in, and we'll be spreading love and wellness around the globe, as always. As always. Now, have you got any jokes this week? Now, last week, you see, because we're so fluid as we head towards that guaranteed podcast award that we're going to get and um, we put the joke in at the end there's a real curveball didn't we but I know that our listeners will know that because we're back on our own this week it's probably going to be right at the top so let's yeah. move it back up near the top then before we get into John O'Craven's news round yeah definitely um, well I've been it's actually linked to a tune as well because I've been listening to a new group um, called Cellophane they're amazing rappers I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, I know. It was there, hidden. That was it. Oh, because we had the music thing before, I thought you wanted to add another tune in. I was still in that. Oh, no. Have you got got any others, just in case? Um, Let me have a quick think, actually. Uh, If you have a fear of lifts, you really have to take steps to get over it. I think the tumbleweed might be an overdrive this week. (laughs) I don't think mine's any better either. I think it's going to be a triple tumbleweed special edition for your birthday. So it's really funny because yesterday when I was, (laughs) I don't know why all of mine start with yesterday when I was going for my walk, Um, but it's all I do actually apart from work. So yesterday I saw a guy spill all his Scrabble letters out on the road. I said to him, oh, what's the word on the street? Oh, no. I actually like that one though. (laughs) But I think That's two I'm, in a row you've liked, so I, I really think I'm really biased though, because I really, I just like them. <laughs> I spend, well, we don't do any research for this, but I spend the whole week just looking for jokes. Yeah, that's what I mainly do. <laughs> that's we what we're change, trying to do. We should just change our job titles, head of jokes. Head of, <laughs> head of jokes and entertainment and music. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll run it by Matt, our, our CEO, and see see yeah. what he makes of it. Yeah, we think there's a missing position in the company. Yeah, head of comedy, head of comedy arrangements. Head of comedy. Every, yeah. every, everyone should have that. 
<laughs> I might change my job title um, after he approves it, obviously. Yeah, obviously. We, yeah. But for the for the case of this week, though, we'll stick to some work-related stuff as well. So do you want to give us your John O'Craven's news round? Yes, I do. And um, this... <laughs> Um, this 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 theme actually is quite a po- common news item, and um, and it's to do with consult. They're always the same. Waste and recycling consultations are always yeah. controversial. So yeah. headline news this week: the Advertiser Times um, in the New Forest says that the public consultation on wheelie bin waste plans has been slammed. Apparently. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's the world we operate in. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, consultation has been slammed as only three percent of New Forest residents respond with only two days left. And that was on the 8th of December. Oh, but how were they consulted? Do you know what the methodology behind it was? I don't know, but I reckon uh, that three percent rate, I would argue, is from probably from like a mail out, um, which uh, I mean, that's not a bad return, right, from just a general mail-in. Um, yeah. Do you think there's anything more they could have done? I think they could have had an engagement HQ, you know. That's something that certainly sprung to my mind, yeah. um, to expand the reach um, across yeah. digital engagement. And this is going to feed very neatly into um, a stat of the week, that I'm, or an infographic of the week that I'm going to put up in the blurb later from the Royal Town, Town Planning Institute, yeah. which talks all about basically what you just described there well i'm looking forward to seeing that uh, there's good. another one there's a new prison in buckinghamshire right uh, yeah yeah so that's the government consultation uh, that'll be an interesting one i wonder if the prisoners are allowed to um respond or potential prisoners so you know um, they'd be a key stakeholder are you planning to go to prison in the next 12 months yes or no yeah. if yes you know, do you think there should be a new prison in Buckinghamshire? What crime have you chosen yeah. in order to get you to that prison? Yeah. <laughs> What's your methodology around how you're going to get there and get caught? All of those things. There's massive potential for that one. Uh, and what's happening here? There's a skate park consultation going on as well. Uh and that is in, um, you can tell we don't prepare for this, Mumbles yeah. Community Council has sought okay. planning permission for a new skate park. So that's he- that's headline news in on Wales 24-7. Brilliant. So they'll get a lot of youngsters involved in that. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, they yeah. could use an ideas board on Engagement HQ. Yeah. Um, we've had some really good examples of a- Engagement HQ projects being used for parks and playgrounds and things like that, capturing your ideas from young people and parents and all the rest of it. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully it's not just a survey. We'd be disappointed by that, wouldn't we, Elton? We'd be really disappointed. And we know how much, if, if you know, especially if the youth are getting involved in a consultation, they want the ability to have it quite interactive and the ability to upload images. You could even have a video wall on Engagement HQ where people can send in examples of themselves skateboarding in existing yeah. parks or elsewhere, um, just to share that share that around as well. Oh, there's an online public consult consultation on transforming disused quarries into solar farms. Uh, that right. that'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Uh, it's online, yeah. and they may register for the online 
public consultation by sending an email. Uh, oh, you have to register for it. Oh, I wonder if there's a form that I have to fill in. Maybe. Mm, bit suspicious about that one, Elton. Yeah, we'll have to have a look and see what that registration process is. Um, yeah. Well, we'll put these in the blurb and people can have a look at them. It's not yeah. very... Um, that it's not very um, controversial news this week. Lack of preparation on John Craven, uh, John Craven's part. <laughs> yeah, we can blame John Craven, not John O. Craven. No, oh yeah, sorry, that's the person, isn't it? John, John O. Craven. <laughs> but we can, even without any preparation, we can still play wordplay at the table because I've got yeah. three words or phrases. And the whole point of this is that we don't prepare for it. So it doesn't no. matter about your lack of preparation. It doesn't. And I'm super ready this week because I'm stood up I'm at my stand up desk. Yeah. So normally you're sitting down kind of looking up at us on the screen yeah. and you're being quite authoritative now and looking yeah. down at us from the, from yeah. the screen. It's quite I'm strange. Almost, yeah. I'm almost like a batter at the crease now waiting for your. Yeah. Uh, You're just waiting for the first ball, take the yeah. shine off the new ball and knock it to the boundary. Yeah. But you could throw me a googly. Who knows? Well, one of them might be. So wordplay at the table, a reminder for anyone, and I don't know why anyone wouldn't have listened to this before, but the first description that comes into your mind, work-related only, when I say the following three words or phrases, and the first one of those this week is substantial. Ooh. What is a substantial number of responses to a public consultation, Elton? What is? Who knows? Well, I will be able to shed some light on that again with my infographic, because that's also oh, yeah. So it's all linked together today really well without any preparation. Seamless, seamless. Yeah. You see, what I we get questions like that all the time, and um, some of our readers might not know that I'm actually a fellow of the Consultation Institute, so I've been asked this question many, many times, and it's one of those things where there's no definite answer, because all public consultations are different. Um, yes. They some of them are controversial and they get lots of responses, but those responses might be like one or two words, like you know, get off my hospital, don't change things, leave things alone. Whereas yeah. another consultation might have a few responses, but they're very detailed and they're well thought through because they might yeah. not, you know. So they're all very different. What we can yeah. say is that um, different techniques have higher response rates. So if you just send um, like a, a, a letter to um, every single household in the, in, the, in, the, in the local borough, you know, then you're going to get quite uh, a very low percentage response rate. Yeah. Um, see from some of our sites on Engagement HQ that they have ex extremely high engagement rates. I was looking at one the other day up in like 37 percent, 67 percent. So, there's, you know, of all the people that visit the site, they're all getting involved. Yeah. Others have much lower, have lower engagement rates of 10 12 percent but that's still high um so there's just you know the actual the answer is it's very different depending on the project depending on how many people know about it you know um, how much publicity there's been i think um, we had our we had our client round table this morning didn't we and we had a client oh, brilliant. saying that they it was wasn't it it was lovely um, and they were saying that they'd, um, you know, when they initially launched their project, they didn't get that many people involved. But as soon as they actually took to um, online uh, advertising via a certain social media platform, um, that, that really increased, um, you know, lots and lots and lots. And so once the people actually energize their digital marketing, their, their, their comms team as part of their project, then they get more people responding. So, um, yeah. yeah, substantial 
what is a substantial number of responses? There is no magic number. Yeah, and I think actually it doesn't even tell the full story when you mention around that 10%, for example, because that's quite you know a dry number of people who might have responded to something. But think of the knock-on effect of other people seeing that 10% of people seeing their responses and what they learn from that as well. Now that's not really that doesn't even really come yeah. into the equation when you look at that. So yeah. other people informing themselves based on that 10% of people having input into it as well. So yeah. And somebody yeah. goes somebody goes to the pub uh, for a substantial meal and they happen to meet um, a friend there. Um, yeah. and, and they say what did you do today? And they say, oh I took part in a online consultation today. Had a bit of a chat in a discussion forum, yeah. and this is what I learned. So you get that word of mouth um, sort of, you know, spread of yeah. it as well. But there's no statistic around that, but we know no. it happens, and we know people will go online and look at that 10% of responses in a forum or any other engagement tool, um, and they'll still learn from that, or take something away from it, or talk to other people about it. And you can't even really substantiate that in terms of statistics. So, no. No. yeah. So, okay, we're moving to number two then, which is locked in. Oh, that's a bit of a googly, isn't it? Not your locker. I can't talk about no, that. No, no. How do we lock people in to a uh, piece of engagement or a public consultation? So what can we do to, you know, if somebody completes a survey, what can we do to make sure that they then... Uh, take time out to um, take part in a discussion forum or or contribute to a places tool or something like that so what can be done to lock people into a debate so that they don't just treat it as a transaction or oh, filled out my form I've got involved yeah. well actually no you've just started to get involved the next yeah. stage is to take some of those ideas and have a discussion with someone else I think that's really important around uh, notifications, keeping people informed, closing the loop, sending out newsletters, um, you know, acknowledgements. So when people finish one particular part of a consultation, they receive an acknowledgement to say, thanks for doing that. Now, why don't you come along to the discussion forum? Um, outbound, outbound message media. So sending text messages to people saying, hey, the consultation's still going, going on. Uh, there's a discussion forum on this subject next Friday. Well, that wouldn't be you know, starting next Friday. Um, so, yeah, locking people into the, the, the discourse is really important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you touched on what I was going to add to it as well around being able to tailor a thank you message so that it encourages, encourages people so you can say, thanks for taking part in our survey. Now share your ideas on this or now get involved in our discussion around this or now read this document which relates to strategic planning around x y or z so being able to kind of get people cross-pollinating around various things so they don't just become like a one-off like you say transactional um engager if that's probably if that's the right um, expression for it is now is now coined yeah. here on the uk yeah. consult you heard it yeah. first yeah be in the dictionary next year <laughs> breaking um, down barriers and and releasing new trends all the time um, and, and also Alan, just on that point you know, I think people really value those thank you notifications. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, because all too often you might, you know, you might be asked to, uh, you know, give your views and opinions to your local NHS or your local housing association and you hit submit and that's yeah. it. Whereas actually to get an email back or another notification saying, hey, thanks for doing that. Do you know there's more you can do? 
That's like yeah, or even even a really incentivized way, like now enter our prize draw for something. Yeah. Like that. So it can be like that to keep people engaged and informed as well. So it's all important stuff. So number three, then wordplay at the table this week. You're doing pretty well considering you've had no preparation. Is barriers. Oh, well, yes. This will be an hour. That's, yeah, I mean, gosh, um, um, there are so many barriers to participation. But I think what what another way of looking at it is about how can we reduce, how can we generally lower barriers to participation? That's yeah. probably the thing to think about. So making, uh, making the Internet easy to use, making yeah. information accessible, um, making things easy to understand, um, recognizing that people are short on time. So don't, you know, don't, don't have a, um, don't, you know, if you're going to do an online survey, don't make it take 20 minutes, half an hour to complete. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? um, all of those. We, I mean, because we work and you have the client roundtable that you alluded to is a prime example of that. Take on board feedback and we're not a static um, company who are just going to just leave the, the product as it is. We're product led. So we're going to continue evolving all of the tools and the functionality and things like that. Um, in line with some of that really valuable feedback we get from partnership working with clients. Yeah, I mean, we over the next 10 years, we want to engage everyone, don't we? Yeah. Um, and that's our, that's our challenge. What does that really mean in terms of yeah. technology, methodology? Um, and bringing down the barriers is a big part of that. Um, you yeah. know, en engagement on the sofa, engagement on the beach, you know, en engagement yeah. in the pub. Um, well, you know, whatever people are up to, whatever they're doing, that capability to get involved and, and have their say. And it's not going to happen if, if there's massive barriers to that. Certainly ain't going to happen if people have to put their coat on, get their brolly and go down to the village hall um, on a cold February Tuesday. Yeah, I love engagement in the pub. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. So I just got caught on that one thing just in my head, like roaring fire, pint of real ale. Lovely. But back, you know, way back when, that's what the coffee houses were all about, weren't they? I mean, I yeah. don't think they were very inclusive, you know, but, um, you know, it was about, you know, people meeting up to discuss society, philosophy, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. We'll get back there. The vaccine is here. We're, we're on the way back. Yes. But I think what I'll do is then, instead of go, we'll go to new project launches in EHQ in a minute, but I'll just go through this um infographic from the royal town planning institute because it's really related to all of the things we've just discussed are they going to get the mug of the week oh, they could get mug of the I week but then again, we've got to go through the ehq launches as well and some oh, of those i've got quite a few mugs and mrs bradley says they're getting in the way <laughs> does she say they are getting in the way or you both <laughs> you and those mugs you're always in the way yeah it is, I mean, you're going to love this. And I haven't done a screen share with you, so you haven't seen it yet. But they did, um, they got some really interesting responses from industry professionals in their RTPI, so I'm um, sorry, L, Royal Town Planning Institute, so his I, um, which is called The Future of Engagement, released today. Now, they had quite oh, a few. It's half the press as well. Yeah. Look at you, tuned right. in. Tuned in. Tuned in. Tuned in. I'm not zoning out yet. So they canvassed the industry professionals on the future of digital engagement. And just to summarise briefly, but we'll put it up um, the image in the blurb as well. 83% of those industry professionals surveyed 
have changed the way they consult during the pandemic. So you'll, you'll love this. You'll probably nice. yeah. Two in three think that the pandemic has slowed down decision making. Lots of reasons for that because people feel disconnected from and they don't really know what to do. And um, two in three believe it's possible to go too far with digital engagement. And actually, I would agree as well. I would. Yeah. I think if you throw too much of that at everyone all the time, then actually it might lose its resonance in certain situations. Um, there was a 50% rise in the importance placed on digital engagement during the pandemic, a change that is expected to stay. So it was 64% prior, 92% post, and that's going wow. to carry on going up. 77% believe that community spaces and services will need to change after the pandemic and that local people should be involved in those decisions. You're like. right. And 73% of industry professionals don't believe their team has the skills and tools to deliver effective digital consultation. So that's oh. really interesting. Yeah. So they know they need to do it, but they're not <clears throat> confident that they're set up like resource-wise, people-wise, with the skills that are needed to do it effectively. Yeah, that's, that's, help. that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Really? Do you know what? Uh, is that the end of the list? Just yeah. you know, I just think about it. That has been something that's really been on my mind. Um, I, we may have touched on it in some of our previous podcasts, but we're used to working with people pre-COVID that were, we really need to go online. I'm convincing my organisation we need to get better at online engagement. I'm really into it. So they've probably got the skills and capabilities. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, like you've just pointed out from that excellent uh piece of research more and more people are like well i haven't got the skills but i know i've got to do it yeah so, and I'm so not sure. yeah so we've been spending quite a bit of time on our um, training and our onboarding to really take that into consideration yeah. You know, to, yeah to 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 focus on some of that how that how to do stuff at quite a quite a quite not as simple but like a step-by-step yeah you know, we appreciate that you might not be that um you know that competent in 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 necessarily all aspects of using the internet and those sorts of things so yeah yeah wow. we, we yeah. hear it a lot don't we like oh i mean this all sounds really good and we we know that we need to do it but what does it take does it take 20 people working around the clock to run one project or something like that and it's demystifying that whole yeah. thing that you don't need a computer science degree or anything no. relating to that in order to i mean obviously you need some digital skills but the training and support um certainly helps with that anyway but yeah, yeah there's a lot of disconnect between we're going to invest a lot in this and then we're not confident that our people can actually take it forward and get the most out of it yeah when actually the well our platform is so straightforward to use they really just if you can you know point a mouse and use a keyboard then you know hopefully yeah. or you know or you know add text to a project one way or another or another then you know you'd be up and running in no time i think it's yeah. maybe just that initial sort of fear of the unknown isn't it yeah yeah absolutely and people have been driven into sort of taking digital engagement more seriously because of the pandemic and sometimes they feel that it's too quick for them and that they they wanted to get there but they wanted it to be a slower process perhaps but yeah we will see um, but then those who have taken that step and have launched projects in Engagement HQ, there were loads of them coming through this week. I could highlight at least 10. Um, what, were, what were your highlights? Well, I've taken a different tack on this because I'm completely unprepared today. 
and I and I I have actually and this could become a bit of a thing. Um, let me just open it up here. Is we have now got a chart, like a top of the pops. Right. Um, yeah. A. Uh, um, have we? <laughs> yeah. So I have a list here of the top sites in the UK by contribution in the, in the past seven days. So this is contributions, so not visitors. And yeah. I feel like we need a new jingle for this. The top of the hit parade. Coming in at number one is Let's Talk Tower Hamlets with 598 contributions in the last seven days. Wow. Followed closely by Consult Cambridgeshire. And then uh, very closely also by One Borough Voice. Yeah, and they're all very seasoned digital engagement. They are, yes. Quite they a are. lot, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So that's the London Borough of Barking and Dagenham. That, that one so actually what we you know this could be a whole new feature it might not yeah. change that often but uh, we might bring it back maybe once a month or something like that top um, of the pops yeah the yeah we could look at that on a monthly basis and mine is very different then so mine um comes from the less seasoned lead city council um only less seasoned because they've only launched in the last few weeks um, but getting into the Christmas spirit, because I haven't got the kind of sort of antlers and things that you've got in your head, but I'm going to bring a little bit of Christmas into it. So they launched a project called Beeston, Belle Isle, Holbeck, Hunslet and Middleton Winter Wonderland Walks. I imagine Ooh. they up to four pints. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty impossible. You won't be doing engagement in the pub on that one. But I could do it with a lead. I could do it in a Leeds at Yorkshire accent. Beeston, Belle Isle, Holbeck, Hunslet and Middleton. No, that didn't work, did it? <laughs> um, accents aren't our forte. No, I'm going to get loads of criticism again now. I think you could put that in your annual review. <laughs> it's the only thing in there. Oh, brilliant. Working on accents. Um, and they did a really exciting project, which I'll put up in the blurb, um, around those Wonderland walks. And the way they introduced it was really cool. So it was like, we're excited to introduce you to the Your Voice Leads platform, a space for you to share with us your views about where you live and activities you might like to see or help set up. They've got a load of key dates that are coming up down there. Um, and they're going to be doing winter Wonderland walks. And then they've used um, a guest book so that people can drop them a note and they've got a lot of different projects. They've encouraged people to send in pictures of their decorated homes, which, as you can imagine, is very, very vibrant. Yeah, uh, like it. But they've also launched these new events called Lockdown Lives, um, and they're doing it in various postcodal type regions. And they've got these events coming up as well. So they're advertising those to, to spread some festive cheer across various uh, neighbourhoods. So wow. really, really cool. And then That's they've great. used, of course, they've used a mapping tool. You know we love oh, a mapping tool. We do love a mapping tool. And it's a decorated streets map. You can't wow. get any better than that. Oh. Yeah. And it's this got, could be your project of the year. This is my project of the year. Yeah, it's got a photo of a decorated home as one pin, decorated home, local organisations and businesses and festive events. Oh, actually, when's our last post podcast of the year? Two weeks today. We are project, just taking project, one project, in just before that's the it. Project of the year. Yeah. Yeah, festive. it's definitely the yeah. festive project. Yeah, I think we should both come to that last podcast with the project of the year. <gasps> yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go for this one. I don't want to ruin it for the listeners. I will no. go away and research 
every single project that's launched this year first make it yeah. fair but i'll probably end up with this one so <laughs> yeah really good loads of people have dropped their pins loads of pictures on there and it's just building a little bit of really good community christmas spirit ahead of the big day using engagement hq so that's going straight up in the ground as well fantastic well while i've got you there um i've also got some other statistics in front of me and we have a project uh, with an astounding engagement rate of 68 percent so oh. what i mean by that is of, of all the people that have rocked up to this project 68 percent of them have actually done something so they've contributed to a forum they've contributed to an ideas board and so they haven't just visited and gone away they've actually engaged and yeah, so they're not they're not at the awareness stage they yeah. are at the actual engagement yeah. stage so that is the buckingham gateway proposals so people can have a look at that yeah. and then this one is absolutely amazing is that um this is uh, sorry it's a site not a project but i don't know what's been going on in cambridgeshire we'll have to have a look but of just shy of eight thousand people coming along to their site 3,000 have done something. Wow. That's yeah, 38% engagement rate. So, yeah. wow, you know, uh, yeah, two sites to feature, one project. Yeah, and you're becoming a proper stato as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, many, how many stats have we delivered just in this last half an hour? So many. <laughs> so informative. I've so even got more, but we might run out of time in... Well, we've, we've still got Meldrew moments to come. And that's, all, that's go, all I had. And move forward. Uh, <laughs> although Ipsos Mori have done, because we like to mention them once a week, don't we? So they've, yeah. they've done a, a, a like, a, a, it's called the Mori Veracity Index 2020. And it's trust in different professions. Right, yeah. And news readers have got a drop from 61% to 50% in a year. People yeah. don't trust their news readers as much as they used to. No. No. They no. are, so only 50% of people trust their newsreader to tell the truth. Yeah, I think that's because there's been, I'm not going to name the channels, but there's been a lot of talk around bias yeah. for particular political leanings, and yeah. therefore they get lumped, any newsreader will get lumped under that if they work. Who do you think, yeah. Elton, has the most trust in terms of professions? Oh, well, any profession? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can't be scientists uh they're not far off oh right okay yeah um uh, don't know nurses nurses yeah followed closely by doctors and in yeah. third place are engineers oh wow yeah. yeah so what we need is a lot of nurses and doctors and engineers running the show um yeah. who do you think and at least 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 the people that have are trusted the least advertising executives they just get picked on by this survey 13 percent trust them to tell the truth and journalists surely yeah the 23 percent they're their fourth bottom followed by government ministers and just <laughs> politicians generally are second worst politicians generally i like that there you go more stats we're just a stats overload hundreds of stats just like crammed into well now now an hour long this is the unofficial stats edition or it, it, is, the official, yeah. it could be like a collector's item but i've got to write this up afterwards it's going to take me about three yeah, days there all day you'll have to have a substantial meal first but yeah yeah i'll have that first obviously <laughs> now did you have before we before we close because my head is just buzzing with numbers um, did you have any Meldrew moments this week? Yeah, two, two really. 
uh, Christmas decorations. They've all gone a bit serious. They're like, Have they? Yeah, they're kind of like, you know, reds and whites or you know, just like, you know, just, you know, maybe like a bit of a, you know, maybe just in the corner of their room, you might have a, 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 a you know, a driftwood Christmas tree and something, yeah. maybe something Danish, Scandinavian things somewhere else. And that's it. Yeah. Where's all, where's all the, like the, the real, you know, just like the golds and the reds and the, the, the paper things hanging from the ceiling and you just cram as much as you possibly can into your house. Yeah, you mean the really and like big snowmen outside and inflatable yeah. stuff everywhere. And, yeah, and dangly stuff all over the place, and it's all you know, it's all it's all yeah, Christmas decorations. It's gone. It's Christmas decorations gone dour. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just you know, it's all. It's not as it. No, it's not right. <laughs> You're not having it. I'm not having it. I'm gonna have my own room in the house, far away from Mrs. Bradley. Well, I'm just gonna just. Just put loads of streamers up. <laughs> yeah, go to the range and other um, retail outlets are available and just get some of their really, really tacky stuff and just yeah. put it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that made you grumpy. What was the other what was the other thing? It must be work related. Batteries. Oh no, it's not. No. Interesting. Batteries. Which what sort just, of batteries? They just don't last as long as they say they do. Oh, you monitor the actual time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so because I've had to move my workstation, I've also had to try and work off my battery on my um, Mac and other laptops are available. Just didn't yeah. last, only lasted a few hours. It's like, well, that's not what you said when I bought you. Yeah, and then you get this whole thing, and it happens with mobile phones as well, where it gets down to 50%, but the second 50% only lasts a, a tenth of the time the first yeah. 50 yeah. And that doesn't make, so that doesn't make no. any mathematical statistical sense. No, no. And then what you've got um, coming up to Christmas, you go, kids open up a toy from the big man. Yeah. Batteries yeah. not included. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to stock up, but you don't really know what to stock up on. No, you don't. Sizes and types. Yeah. There's so many different varieties now. So general grumpiness about batteries in fact in that list of professions in the ipsos mori veracity index 2020 they should have battery maker yeah well, you get loads of really disappointed children it's like so i've got this present which in theory i really like oh you won't be able to use it yet i'll have to wait until the day after boxing day go out with the mask yeah. find yeah. the relevant batteries and then you can use it yeah that's it oh no that's made me really grumpy now see yeah thought it would now, well, mine is, as always, very, very serious. Um, I, I was actually talking about this earlier to um, to someone who works in an Australia team as well, um, Anna. Is it, you're going to say it's New Zealand now. Now, that Australia team. Um, and she did say that I would have to clarify something. So my Meldry moment is inside out pants. But she said, if I'm going to use this, I have to clarify what pants are because it doesn't mean the same thing in, in the US, Australia. No. So I don't mean trousers. I mean underwear. Oh, no. More specifically, I mean trunks. So I don't mean swimming trunks like Speedos or budgie smugglers or anything like that. I mean the actual, you know, those sort of trunk type yeah. underwear pants. Um, so anyway, now I've clarified, <laughs> I've clarified that. Every time I wash them, right, and I've counted another statistic. Over ninety percent of them come out inside out. Why? Oh, over ninety percent every time. 
come out inside out. There's no mm. rationale for that whatsoever. Love that's it. a bit like that's a bit like that's a bit really? like odd, odd socks, isn't it? Yeah. Where, where do all the odd socks go? Um, that's another statistic as well. Yeah. So things disappear in the washing machine, like socks and things like that. But the pants, the trunks, always come out. Ninety percent of them come out inside out, even though they weren't inside out when they went in. I wonder if our friends at Ipsos Mori have done a done any research into that. I might ask Chloe. Yeah, see if yeah. they've researched that in any more depth. Yeah. Possible well, focus group. It's one for the future, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my Meldrew moment. I don't. It's just that I don't understand why it should be fifty-fifty at best. At best, evenly. It should easily be sort of like a that sort of distribution. Yeah. Why ninety-ten? <clears throat> What you could do, try putting them in, try putting them in inside out. I haven't done that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to try that and I'll feed back next week. Well, if you're going to do it properly, you need to buy another washing machine and have one washing machine inside out and one not inside out. Yeah, but also the interesting thing is that I didn't mention is that I've conducted this experiment. This isn't just the last few weeks, over about 10 years now. um, And that's including three or four different washing machines during that time. It's a very, very robust piece of research. (laughs) It's it's very robust. I probably should get out more. I think I'll think about it next year. But um, I might. Yeah, I might try that then. So the next load of washing I'll do, I'll turn them all inside out and see. And I'll send you a photo. <laughs> and then we can have an update next week. Yeah, I'll send a photo. Fo- I'll put a photo in the blurb of my pants and we can count how many were inside out and not. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, what a way to end. <laughs> and um, yeah, great to catch up as always. And you are, as always, a partisan sparrow. Until cool. next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.